everyone. We are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me is none other than my co-host, Avira. Woof, woof. Wow. What's up, guys? <laughs> I hope you're having a fantastic day, wherever you might be on this incredible rock in the universe. Indeed. And uh, this this one thing I just want to say, we're not going to be uh, discussing this on the show, but last week it was Spyro's birthday. He's 25 now. So, happy birthday to the Purple Dragon. Just wanted to mention that. Hey! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! <laughs> happy birthday to Spyro! Happy birthday to you! Yes, I know you as, you know, very much appreciate the purpleness. <laughs> I know, but who hasn't, right? Like, that yeah, as far as the great. Purple Dragon was an icon of our childhood as a 90s kid myself. Oh, yeah, literally the first game I ever played. It was great. So I, it's crazy to think that he's 25 years old now. And this was about a week ago, so I'm a little late to that, but that's okay. Hey, Anyways, uh, that's all. All right. So, um, next on the panel, as always, our interim host, Noble. I'm going to ask the Magic 8-Ball if today's a good day to do a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes! Yes! Oh, the Magic 8-Ball has spoken. Today's a glorious day for the podcast. <laughs> and rounding out the panel today, we have... Ali. Oh, hail everyone. Arf, arf. Good to have Hello. you back once again. <laughs> Thank you. Doggo. So, well, there's quite a bit to cover this week too, but wasn't it also somebody's birthday, Ivira? Wait, besides Spyro? Yeah, um, yeah like the past couple of weeks that we kind of missed out on. Oh, goodness. It, it was, um, yeah, uh, it's a pup named Scooby-Doo, who just turned 53. Can you believe it? 53 years old. I did not know he was that that old. Holy moly. Yeah, 1969. You know, so groovy, like, back in the 60s. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. 1969 on this day was uh, the first episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And since then, he's uh, had, I believe, uh, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's been several series, over like dozens of, of movies. And a lot of reimaginings, too, to this modern era, and he's still he's still up and kicking, and his cast he's... is still up and kicking. Oh, he's still like, a, it's a, I think it's like a billion-dollar industry, just the Scooby-Doo franchise. It's crazy. And it's so funny, we talked about Velma and stuff last week. It's, <laughs> the, the cast is still kicking strong. That tells yeah. you something. Well, obviously, um, it's it's a new year, a new age. Uh, Scooby-Doo is adapting and transforming. You know, 53, this is the modern age, guys. And Velma is, um, you know... Had through some changes. Yeah, had through some changes. Yes. But hopefully, as we always say, you know, hope many more years for Scooby. I just think, yeah, like, that's just really incredible that the show has been around for over half a century. And it's still still pretty popular you know they're still making new new movies new series so all kinds of all kinds of video games you name it yeah scooby-doo will be around probably forever indeed and of course we can't go about the obligatory live comment fox husky 
Make Velma thick again. Oh. <laughs> Jinkies. Yes, I know. We said it last week. We're saying this again to remind you. So, that said, um, last week I was very, very happy to have been able to go out and about again adventuring. Took the time out um, last Sunday. And where I went to, we went to a, a dam and a waterfall just an hour away from home base. Oh, yeah. This is super cool. And now that it's it getting is. warmer in your area, you're going to be able to go in a lot more places, right? It is, actually. Um, and considerably, as much as I miss the winter because that's blessed weather for fursuiting, um, it's actually not too bad to suit in spring. Yeah, it's warmer, but it was the sun has come back out, and it's a glorious day for it. Yeah, well, it's it's still very early spring for you. I'm imagining, right? Like depending on true. where you live, because right that now it's true. it's just fall for me. Like I, actually, technically, fall doesn't start for another six days. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's just the weather's just been a bit of a mishmash, and it's like winter. I don't want to. I am not about to leave yet, and now, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it looks like the skies were nice. You know, it was. Good weather for it. Indeed. And to begin with, I just would like to say to you all, may the King of Purple bless you on this very fine day as he cometh down to this earth. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> the way like the sun catches you from behind, it's like you're glowing. Oh, that's so cool. No, it's as if I have just come, I have basically come down from heaven. <laughs> and I was told, congratulations, you just split a rock. Oh my goodness, do give us your purple blessings, oh lord. Indeed, I shall. <laughs> here we, here we go. Oh. <laughs> 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 Very Halo-esque indeed. <laughs> so cool, man. By the way, sorry that we sound like shit, guys. <laughs> Yeah, we try. Well, we got the gist across. But yeah, it's, you have had a, a This lot is of... called when that thing plays, you are asserting your dominance. Never forget <laughs> that. Yes. But yes, as I was saying, we first stop on our list is a cat is the place called Cataract Dam, and it is glorious for its photogenic view and you know, pure reservoir. Wow, look at you. That's so cool. It's yeah, like you thought like you said to me, like, oh, I thought you went to a colonial fortress instead of a I, dam. I did, yes, because like if you look at uh like this bridge that you're on, or I guess like the top of the dam, all those those spaces in between, that's pretty much where like musketeers would be firing from the top I of their fortresses, you know? Exactly. And it also can't help because they had a tower as a centerpiece for the dam. Right. And and that's probably what, and that's definitely, you know, why the dam is such a photogenic, you know, wonderful place that people just come to 
Oh, it's really nice. It's a, yeah. it's a really popular dig down here. Like, straight up. Oh, and, cool. Like, you look at it, and it's just so magnanimously huge in scale. Like, each one of those bricks. <laughs> wow. It's all Almost sandstone, like... so it's not heavy. Yeah. I mean, there's well, still ginormous bricks you have to logistically place in that order, though. That's kind of impressive. When was this built? Years and years. Um, I've still got the plaque. I have the photograph of the plaque of it. Mind you, don't know the full history of it. Oh, okay. It was built in 1907, and I'll show you what it says on the plaque. Here you go. Cataract Dam. Contractor Lane and Peters completed this basalt concrete face sandstone block masonry dam in 1907. Oh, basalt. Wow. And sandstone. Well, it's been standing here for 105, 115 years. Cool. Indeed. And just, yeah. Like it's so scary. Like when you look at the dam from up high, when you're up this high, it's it's a, it's a surreal feeling. So what? Why exactly was it built? Was it to create a reservoir to like for yeah. fresh water? Yeah, it was for use for the New South for the people of New South Wales. You're right. And wow, not to cool. mention around that area I went to, there's basically about four different reservoirs, about four different dams or so. I don't know. I can't totally fully remember the number off the top of my head, but yes. They're like four dam like around about four dams or so and within close proximity of each other. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. I love like uh, when you're looking out onto the, the water you see like these rolling hills all around you. That's pretty yeah, cool. It's um it's mountain forest. And it's a very photogenic dam because right in front, right towards the front of it, just before the bridge, is um a scenic garden. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Is that natural or is it like constructed? Eh, well, a bit of both, but okay. the garden is very decorative too. And it's yes, at the time it had a um a dried out bed, you know, dried out fountain. But yes, it's very very photogenic. And oh, cool. But you know what? To add on to it, though, um, I wasn't alone on that day too either, because I had, I had an assistant from my local fur group, pull me out. And honestly, if you if you're listening to this, shout out to you. You just completely made my day and just made the whole experience so much better. Not to mention, you do have an awesome suit. Aww. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. He's just like popping up over to like under like like by the stairs or something. Yeah, it's a ledge, but Oh, he's just chilling. That's cool. And I love like that's that shot where like the tower's like right behind him. I... And you see like there the was... mountain. I actually love this because it's not just composed perfectly. It Yeah, this photo is a real winner, I'm telling ya. Yeah, cool. So, yes, that was the Cataract Dam. I know more, more, but the second place we went to is a um about 20 minutes further down there's a little a little rock waterfall that's not too far out. So, it's 
it's actually really nice. And yes, this is the part where Squirrel goes crazy. Oh boy. Look look at the side of that cliff, guys. Here's our Jolty boy on the side of a freaking waterfall, looking over the edge like, hmm, that's cool. Like I'm about to jump down into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, but it's really, really beautiful, though. And mm-hmm. it, along the way, it was great because a lot, like, some, a lot of people, were, there was a lot of people out there just casually hiking around. And again, it always makes your day when you, um, when they see a fursuit out in the out in the wild. <laughs> like, oh, don't mind us, guys. We're just basically here to, to maintain harmony in the in the na- in nature. <laughs> no, you're just out there for a photo shoot. <laughs> and, and also adventure, sure. Oh, goodness. See, this this picture scares me. I could never. First of all, you're very close to the edge and water, and you're in a fursuit, and you can't... Oh, goodness. That's, That's scary. That's a very small amount of water, Avera. Uh, yeah, but... If it's not even it's still... it's like a shallow little rock, rock pool-ish thing. But... No, I'm not. I'm just saying it could ruin the fursuit. Just... No. Uh, oh, I mean, I dipped it in water once. Believe me. I survived there, okay? Yeah. Live comment. First part of that story. Jay Silverwolf, thanks for tuning in. No, Jolt, don't jump. You're not a flying squirrel. <laughs> oh, no. No, he, he's, he's pretty grounded. I, I think he's good. It's like it, that was like a story told in two parts where I just one I jump, two I'm back up. <laughs> no, it's perfect. But no, um, there's some real winners too. Like sometimes you gotta wonder, you know. Oh, that's a cool one. Again, I would just be so like nervous about slipping and falling and wrecking myself, but you guys are just going at it like crazy. It just it just works. And you know what? That photo just basically says they see me creeping, but this bush ain't big enough to hide the one of us. <laughs> well, he's green. He's trying to blend in, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a great shot too. Like on the rocks and the water. You know yeah, what was and fun? I like how. Oh, what? You, yeah, like, you know what was fun? Um, I had no personal assistant or a third photographer of this. So, all I, so the biggest challenge was I brought a tripod and basically put it in position and had 10, and had 10 seconds to get to hop through rocks and pose. Oh, goodness. So, so, a person didn't take this. Like, you literally just set this up and you had to run over there and, like, get into position. Oh, man. Yeah, well. My personal assistants were meant to show up, but they partied too hard, and I'm like, nah, I can't come. Oh, goodness. Well, nah. I think it looks really cool. I especially like the fact that it's on an angle, kind of like like, well, like a 25% angle like down to the left. Yeah. It, it, looks, it, it almost looks like there's more movement going on. Like, and, yeah, you know it's kind of cool. I kind of learned now um, <laughs> that sort of stuff is actually perfect, because I actually had this photo to share with you of my companion, which I took free-handed. And it was a happy accident that was just 100% perfect. I was so happy with this picture. Oh, wow. Oh. And, 
That's so cute. Oh my goodness. And like, okay, so we have my buddy basically on all fours, like the dog pose. <laughs> and and the... stacked up against the stairs. And yeah, the magnanimity so cool. and scale of it just works. Like I, he told me, you know, put yourself on, put yourself on the camera on the ground and, you know, take a photo to, yeah, just to magnify it all. And of course I couldn't keep it straight. It was crooked. It, it was a happy accident that just worked out really well. It was Oh, yeah, I definitely want to try that pose for like some first two picks of mine one yeah, day. You should. But yeah, more and more and more fun stuff again. That the the waterfall river is just photogenically beautiful. Oh, I love this, but you're making me nervous. You are very close to the edge, dude. Oh goodness. That is pretty, though. Yeah. Little pose, but there's one, another one just before, as of before I move forward. I think no picture or no trip is ever complete without one of these. No trip. <laughs> Croggy, a squirrel in his natural habitat. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Ah yes, I miss so I miss good old Steve. Like I said, it, it's not complete without a squirrel on a tree. Yeah, that must have been crazy to get up there. I think we we spoke about this earlier. Just climbing up there was it, it was tricky because I had no grip, like no grip, no finger. I had to literally do it as if I was crawling, like using my hands to guide myself forward. Oh, so worth it, though. So worth it. But overall, that day was just so worth it all up, and I'm glad to have... You know, I hadn't suited for three months at the time, mm. and it just felt so great to be back in purple again. Right on. With a bit of extra help. And to, and to show you this very fine piece of Australia, too. Yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, in, again, as I always say, it's my hope to make you all feel more inspired and brave and adventurous. Take your first suit to no, to frontiers where no suit has ever gone before. And awesome. So... Yeah, definitely. Alright. So... Without any further ado, the next items that we've got on our docket today, these. Who's a weave here? <laughs> I know. Beastars stars is on his final season. Set to be coming soon. Wow, so this is actually the third what does it mean by final? Like, this is but the end finally. of the series? Like, does the comic book end as well? Now, I haven't got all of the manga. Uh, yeah, sorry, the manga. Right, I'm, yeah, I'm the manga. my weeb lingo, yeah. sorry. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> I don't have all the volumes, but usually the fact is the manga comes first and the anime just comes afterwards. It's practically right. how it goes there. And right now, like, they're on two seasons on Netflix. 
right? Yeah. So now okay, so. the third season, it's. So how does that equate to the manga itself? Like, does it come in seasons per se, or I don't know? Because like, is the Beastars manga gonna keep going on, or is it over? That's a good question. Because if the manga's over, then that's a reason why the like um, animated series will be over. But if they keep on making issues, then why wouldn't they keep on renewing seasons? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why is this the final one? But Unless the story's over. Oh, well, okay. Sure. Yeah. Like, of course, Netflix is the one that's doing this sort of thing. And it's going to be distributed on Netflix. And usually, I know, the thing is, um, the Japanese get it first, and then, like, they localize it down here. Mm -hmm. So, it's, yeah. Yeah, but does this mean that the manga ended? Or, or just the show itself is not going to have any more episodes of this obviously very popular manga that might still be going on? Like, that's um, the question. Good question. Like, right now I have 16 volumes of the manga. Oh, wow. I, yeah, and I think... Um... It's not exactly um, what's it called. One episode is one vol one chapter of the manga. Because when I looked at it, it's like I think the first season ended at like volume six or volume seven. In the oh, okay, in the yeah. yeah, they escaped to the yeah when they fought. I think I can't remember where it was, but yeah, somewhere mm -hmm. along those lines. And then I don't know where. I haven't watched Lisa's volume season two, and I haven't, and I'm currently up to like volume ten of the manga. So somebody who knows more of this stuff would tell, would know where season two would end. So I would say again, like, could they, um, could they keep milking Lisa's? Absolutely, yes. Could they make a season four? Maybe if they wanted to. But. Uh Noble or um, Ali, have you guys seen Beastars? Yes. Uh, okay, so do you think they can still milk it? <laughs> if they wanted to, yes. Yeah. Hmm. I... If, it, if it proves profitable, Sorry. yeah. What do you say, Ali? I, I, was, I was about to say, I, I don't... I don't know. That's just my opinion about that. Is that I don't know, and and plus I only the only time that I've seen Beastars was like one or two episodes of season one. That was it. I never watched any more of it ever ever since then. Um, oh wow! Yeah, because I really don't get into TV shows or like movies a lot. Yeah, see, that that might be a, a problem, like, in the future with a lot of audiences. Hell, like, I haven't watched TV in probably five years. Like, I haven't used cable in, I can't even remember. And this may, maybe they're, but then again, Netflix is totally different. It's like a streaming service. So maybe they're just cutting it off early because maybe they don't have the funds. I mean, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> like, I just Sorry. watched a 
it's fine. This is all I'm gonna say. But like, yeah, I just watch YouTube and like shit like that. That's pretty much it. I don't watch any TV series or like movies, or at least not a lot of, or at least not a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So there's as this article is saying, Beastars is maybe actually finished. The manga has, might have finished on, like it says, 196 chapters. And um, I think it's worth noting they go through like about seven or eight chapters for every volume of the manga. Mm-hmm. And like they're saying, if that if they ended in ninety nine chapter, if season two ended in ninety nine chapter, I would say there may or may not be like season three is either going to be an extra extra long season or maybe a season four. Like just wow. mathematically, yeah. mathematically speaking. Because that would be a yeah, that would be a lot of content to cover, and well, depending on how long the seasons that were greenlit will be, um, or if they even have a season four. But then they said season three is final, so maybe it just might be very compacted. Um, or maybe it's a super long season. Because remember, um, the Beastars seasons are twelve episodes, but it used to be that some anime they one season went for uh, twenty six episodes. Yeah, well, it goes on to say, while some pe- while some are hoping for a 24-episode send-off, it should be pointed out that uh, with even such an increase, there's still a very high chance that key plot points and moments will still be cut from page to anime. And that's very true. Uh, we've seen this a lot when it comes to, uh, what it, whether it be manga or comic books, that translate to original series. You know, like with Walking Dead, same thing. A lot of things have changed. A lot of storylines are different depending on the networks that are broadcasting it, they have their own certain things that, you know, they have to pay for. Well, the other so. thing is that not everything can easily be translated from a page to the screen. Precisely. True. Looking at you, Tolkien. Yes, you're correct. And not just that, but you have to consider all sorts of other factors too, like pacing, timing, you know, how do you you know how they want to come off across when they do the whole voicing and such and animation so that's another thing too yeah and also story-wise too like there has to be some kind of an end like there has to be some kind of a a goal or a point to reach like for the story to progress otherwise it kind of just drones on like literally forever and that can get yeah yeah, oh god (laughs) (laughs) no no, they couldn't. No, they shouldn't. Nobody should pull a Sopranos, please. Well, there was a sliders where they literally left it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if they do that. Maybe in like seven years, we'll see like a, a a Disney reboot of it or something. No, seriously, did Rembrandt get back to the home world, or did he get stuck in some other world? I want to know. Damn it! <laughs> Who knows? It's up to audience interpretation. That's what makes it special and unique. No, it doesn't. It makes no, it frustrating like, for all us theorists. It's like they basically left it on a cliffhanger and just never actually bothered to tie up that as an eternal loose end. Mm. Well, hopefully Beastars doesn't do that. They actually do come to a good conclusion. And I think it, it's... There are some series that do this very, very well. Like, they have a story, 
you know what's gonna happen, it does, and they just complete the story entirely. You know, like Over the Garden Wall. Ten episode miniseries, incredible story. If you guys never heard of it, check it out. Or, I guess Avatar The Last Airbender could be one. You know, that was the whole thing. The story completed, we're all good. I don't want Beastars to turn into something like The Simpsons, where it just goes on forever. Because people would will eventually lose interest. I'm sorry, but I can't really see something like Beastars going on forever. I mean, maybe when a uh, majority of the students actually graduate from school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they literally, literally can't go on forever because, like, they're in school. Like, that's uh, the thing. <laughs> what they could do, though, is swing around and go for a whole bunch of new students. Next generation like of stars. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But then it wouldn't... Yeah, interesting. The marketing would be interesting how they go about doing that because you have to have permanent characters that kind of, you know, are like our mascots for it. Really? Power Rangers doesn't. Digimon doesn't. What? Digimon doesn't? Yeah, Digimon doesn't have the same characters. I mean, maybe um, one or two seasons, but in general, new season... Uh, new yeah, new season, new characters, new plot, plot arcs. Yeah, well, that's why Digimon will always be inferior to Pokemon. Just saying. <laughs> that's, why, that's why, okay? That's what happens. <laughs> so, they gotta figure something out. Ooh, that's fighting words. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Digimon may have figured, but it just kind of faded into obscurity. Oh, hey, it's still going strong. It is still, but it's not as popular as it once was. I know I said fighting words too, but no, the Zoids. I mean, the most they've ever had is like two seasons of the same, and the rest of them are all just different. Yeah, like they sure. Yeah, they got to introduce something new. So, whether Beast, you know, um, it's a bit too soon to speculate on the future of Beastars if they, you know, create the next generation series. Let me guess. Lugosi becomes like a high school math teacher. <laughs> like that, that's the sequel, right? Or he's like a college professor. Or, or hell, maybe Lugosi goes to college and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it'd be Man, I honestly, I would like it if they finished up season three with a, a good ending. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a nice conclusion you know, just to wrap everything up. Sure, and then people can just, you know, nostalgic, just like rewatch it and like, oh, this was a great show. And yet, they don't have to milk it. They don't have to go crazy with it. They don't have to reboot or anything. Like, hey, if they have a story to tell, they wrap it up cool. Now, That's the fine. Milking, the whole milking thing usually comes from the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah or like the, spinoffs or they, all that stupid crap. Hey, just remember, like, if it's milking, I think Bad. there's only two words I gotta say: Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, oh! Boxcar brought up a really yeah. good, uh, a good live comment when he says, "A uh, total drama island." Yeah, that was actually a very popular show on Cartoon Network back in like the early mid two thousands, and they made multiple spinoff shows. The same concept of total drama island, but it was kind of like a game show, right? Like you have the same game hosts, but like with different characters each time. Sometimes they would bring back the same guys, and they would just be totally bonkers as they typically were. I don't know if they could do that with Beastars, though. It's not necessarily game show equivalent. Hmm. 
Never know. But, all things considered, what do you think? Who's excited for the third season of Beastars? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I, I haven't read the manga, but I really want to see Lugosi just fucking snap yeah. and just eat someone. But like, I, I want to see him go crazy. Yeah, on, like, on the screen. But he's he's got fast. you. Like, I'm, I, I mean, <laughs> it's my bookshelf that's going to take take the brunt of the things, you know? Because I'm buying the manga. Right. But, yeah, each their own. So, well, don't don't spoil it, but I really want to see him go crazy. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> even finished. I've still got to catch up on a lot of reading, too. Anyway, next item. So, to lead into this, um, we're going to move on to Disney, and they've uh, pre and they've basically come out swinging with a lot of upcoming new movies. The first of which is a new The Lion King story. Mufasa, mm-hmm. The Lion King announced at D23. I just remember like those three hyenas when they're making fun of Mufasa's death and they're just saying, Mufasa! Mufasa! Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa! <laughs> yeah, they just start laughing at it. So, uh, now what is this going to be? What do they mean by live action are they going to make those soulless lions like they did in the lion king live action where they look like literal animals i think so like oh no yeah shocking right like they did like here's the thing like they're still milking disney is basically still milking and going all in on this whole live action kerfuffle Yep. The downside is that they are making a certain amount of money which promotes more of these movies, which you really shouldn't be doing. No, they're only making this movie because they have the label and the reputation. Like, oh, go, oh, hey guys, come see The Lion King. Remember that movie like 25 years ago that was like made over a billion dollars? Yeah, come check it out. Of course they're going to milk it, but. Now, we did speak about this uh, a couple of years ago when the original Lion King movie came out and how all of the animal characters looked completely soulless. Like, it wasn't even live action. They were just, like, CGI lions and wolves and, like... No, not wolves. Like, zebras and stuff. But they had zero characterization at all. And if they're going to do this with Mufasa, the freaking villain, they better make him more expressive or... Give him a personality or something. Avera, we did cover some time ago the original concept art for The Lion King. Yes. I would really hope that the Disney twats even bother to go with that. Because if well, yeah. they do, it would at least be better. It, it would be. Because there was, remember, we, uh, we had the compare and contrast, like the before and after of like how it was supposed to be looking hyper-realistic versus cartoon-ish CGI, kind of like what Pinocchio looks like, but even better. Like, they look like... Okay, no, I'm not going to, but, like, they actually... uh, There was a revision where it actually looked like you can see the expressions in their eyes, like, when Simba saw the horde coming at him, he's like, oh my god, like, he looked actually scared. They couldn't do that in the original Lion King. He just looked like some lion cub staring into the blank void. (laughs) You know, like, he had zero nothing. Here's the thing. At least with traditional animation, you can hand-draw expressions and that. 
<laughs> Roxana Kaski, the hot Lion King is everything, but but everything is dead inside. <laughs> I, I yes, exactly. Uh, nothing at all. They're like, oh no, my father died. Oh, I'm king now. You killed my father. Oh, I'm gonna kill you. Like they just, they were just like lion. It looked like a, a nature documentary. It was and really it's weird. Like where where Simba delivers all these lines with a flat stone faced expression. <laughs> Yeah, he, even Rafiki, the crazy bonkers monkey shaman, like he just—he was boring as hell. Like, what was that? And, and now they're gonna, do, and now they're gonna do the same thing with Mufasa. Hell, they even did Mufasa. No, not sorry, not Mufasa. Um, what? What? You know what I mean? What? Whatever. They did all the characters dirty. Now I'm getting all mad. Ah, mad doggo. Yeah, oh my god, I I can't even. It was such a travesty, The Lion King. Like that was that was literally one of the first movies that got me into furry to begin with, The Lion King, and mm. um, it's just heartbreaking to see what's become of it. Yeah, I know. So, I'm Angie Doggo too. Oh. <laughs> so to touch on this, the premise of this is going to tell the story of how Simba's father Mufasa rose from humble beginnings to become the ruler of all the prize lands. <laughs> That's kind of cool. And it's basically, like, what are we going to expect here? Are we going to expect to see, like, young Mufasa, you know, being, yeah. Being all, I'm not a king, I'm not a king. Nah, I kind of want to see the opposite of that. Uh, that's like what they're doing? Like no, I want to see, like, I am the king. Here's my shaman monkey friend who's going to bring me to power. Maybe he overthrew another lion before him oh wouldn't that be an interesting storyline like mufasa might be the bad guy who knows like yeah this other guy was bad night I, I don't know now they did give us a snippet there was a, some a trailer of it, it says but yes rafiki will be back of course yeah, and then again, like you said, young Mufasa, we see swooping, swooping across mm -hmm. the bright lands. We see baby Mufasa caught in the flood and washed away. So it looks as though this orphan cub will be forced to navigate this harsh world alone. Yeah, but we know how it ends. That's the downside. Well, that's it's a it's a prequel. You know, we're not really looking forward to like to the ending. We just kind of want to see how it happened. And it's, it's, yeah, not just that, but right now it's as if they're all, the origin story thing has been a really big hit in movies as of late. Yeah, know? this is kind of a like, weird one. Every character and their mother is getting an origin story. <laughs> all right. Um, something I want to bring up from a question in the chat. Wasn't The Lion King based on some African mythology or a story in their culture? Okay, Mal is it Malice? Mace. Mace. Uh, no, from what I understand, The Lion King is a rip of the Japanese anime um, Kimba the White Lion. Yeah, you're right. And to add to that, I also it says it has some Shakespearean plot lines as well. Like it was a, it had like Hamlet was also a really big inspiration for The Lion King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this particular story of you know Disney's Lion King, it is a ripoff of Kimba the White Lion. Absolutely, that's just some story that somebody made up and Disney decided to capitalize on it. It it's not, has nothing to do with African history or anything. To be fair, though, originally back in the '90s, when 
Right. Not just in Africa, but like when when they were making the original animated movie, they actually did use real Swahili and African uh, language and names for their characters to imply meaning. So I think that was pretty cool. Like they actually, like um, I think even in the beginning of the song, like um, Inguinama Ninguinamabala, like that means, I forgot what exactly what it means, something like the circle of life, I don't know. But they actually did do their research. At least back then they did. Yeah, back when Disney actually bothered to give a shit about the stuff they were making. Yeah, like they actually hired some real like African actors to portray these characters. And even though the mythology of the movie had literally zero to do with their own um, cultural myths, it was still just a cool opportunity to like have some African culture in there anyway. You know, they're still doing the names and stuff like Simba, Mufasa, um, all these names are actually like significant in some cultural way. But now it's just like a cashless, uh, sorry, a, a, a cash grab. A soulless cash grab. A soulless cash grab, yeah. Sorry, a Darwinian slip there, yeah. A soulless cash grab. That's what this new thing seems to be. Yeah, it's such a shame that they're not doing this from the, from the bones of what's it called? From its root, like which is the animated Lion King, if, yeah, yeah, like what happened to classic animation? What's up with all this? Yeah, right. Like, where's it all gone? Like we we mentioned, we've talk, spoken about it at length a few times, but again, where has where has the industry gone? Not want to have all that Joel, fancy schmancy CG stuff. Joe, there is that picture I sent you. Yes. Disney That's Plus Day, correct? I'm just going to quickly fire it up, but yes, there's a promotion for Disney Plus Day. I think it's over now, but uh, yeah, this was just sad. Um, I'm sorry, this was just sad. One, I was just saying, you know, $1.99 Australian dollars for the first month. That's local pricing. So, yes. Two bucks a month isn't bad, but still no that's for the first month oh what's the rest i don't know i didn't care <laughs> okay <laughs> fair I mean, enough i could ask my colleagues about disney plus but anyway while we're still on the topics yes mace aftershock good live comment um just remember it's okay to be creatively bankrupt just not financially bankrupt <laughs> that's a big thing like they really are just rehashing all their old stuff like why in the bonkers is the little mermaid being remade after like 20 years like what the heck why was the lion king remade why'd they remake exactly why would they do that i don't know because they're running out of ideas i get they're just not creative they can't think of their own stories maybe heck i don't know beast. yeah yeah one? same um it was only released. Their classics for the modern era. And speaking of, this is a very good time to segue into the next new Disney big reveal. Oh boy! Yes, oh boy. I'm. I'm sorry. I mean, um, oh, 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 this one. Yeah, this one. Disney's making another sticking with the live action theme movies for Little Mermaid. Okay, just before we continue on, bit of a factoid, but The Little Mermaid originally was meant to be a live action. 
there was a stage actually built for it under the right. water. But when the when everyone realized that oh shit, we can't actually do this, they just abandoned the project and went with Carter. Yeah, I think singing underwater might be a little bit difficult. Oh wait, I didn't see the part where they decided to abandon the project. Oh, this was no, this isn't the current one. This was the original one. Originally, The Little Mermaid was supposed to be a live action and not a cartoon. And wait, was this supposed to be by Disney? Yes. Oh, Disney was going to make a live action mermaid. Wow. And that was back in what, like the late 90s, probably? Whenever the original one was released, yes. Early 90s, I guess. Wow. Yeah, it's a good thing they went with animation. Yeah, it is. And I I believe... um, I I don't know if this was one of the first animations that Disney made, but this is during the golden age of Disney animation. Uh, the Little Mermaid was very, very early on in some of their big projects. They, they nailed the water animation for sure. And the music, too, was just incredible. Yeah, but right now, I'm... At this stage, I think we can safely say um, this current new adaptation of The Little Mermaid has uh, has been hair-raising and not for all the right reasons. It's disturbing that they try to change you know, classic characters in order to pander to some political agenda. All right, I'll show you a classic example of this. And, and right now, and we have the solution on screen too, which I will add. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here we go. I hope someone reposts the entire clip of AI White Ariel. That's hilarious. Well, no, think about it. If, if okay, when you think of Ariel the mermaid, who do you think about? Is it like Rihanna with dreadlocks? No, no, it isn't. Okay, it's freaking Ariel. Out of curiosity, um, number one—that's a—is ch- that Chinese text? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, the Chinese did this because they don't like black people. Okay, number two, specifically, why somebody white? Why not go with someone from an island nation? Yeah, I see your point. I mean, I really don't think it matters because the thing is, Disney is trying to make a reboot of their own um, version of the tale of Ariel, and they're trying to reportray this character. Why? Why would they race swap her? Like, it makes her look like a different person. Like, that's not Ariel. That's somebody else. Yes, it's ridiculous. And plus, even if you do say that, the SJWs on Twitter and online in general are going to say, oh, well, you're being racist if you disagree with her being black in this movie. Like, for one, no, I'm not being fucking racist. It's It's just a preference that... If they're gonna if they're gonna make a live action Little Mermaid, the mermaid should be like Ariel should be white like how she was in the animated movie. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And Disney did the same thing with Pinocchio when when they tried to rem- do the uh, live action version. The CGI version uh, version looked exactly, you know what I meant. Looked exactly <laughs> like the animated version so if you're going to do a remake of you know ariel the mermaid we all know what ariel looks like long flowing red hair white skin blue eyes i mean she 
that's Ariel, right? Um, apparently not. Now she has to look like some, some, I don't know, Letitia Queen or something. Yeah. It's weird. Like, they're doing this for some, some odd reason. I, and it's not about being racist or whatever. It's like, yo, you're changing the character to fit some political narrative. Like, come up with original ideas. If you really want to make, like, your own mermaid story, then go do that. Hey, go, go make some some south african mermaid or something i don't know but to, yeah, to change the race of characters i think that's racist honestly like why would you turn ariel black like Just what no she isn't what, what are you talking about that's weird like what are you doing uh, what if i wanted to make black panther uh white what kind of white yeah exactly like what the heck like what if i wanted to cast a nicholas cage as black panther would that be racist? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's weird, man. Who cares? Vera, the only reason why they're going loud and proud is because they're so insecure. That's it. Disney's just completely insecure about they're They're the very insecure. They that's why they censored comments. They, they censored reviews of, of this. Uh, the trailer, like, I mean, well, YouTube's already been doing this for quite and, some time now. And it's not just that and them who are insecure. Like we'll get to that in a bit more detail, hopefully time allowing. Mm -hmm. But right now, I want to post this, share this with you because the memes of the Little Mermaid are fire. <laughs> oh. I love this one. Oh, this is beautiful. This is a great Ariel. one. Oh. Look at that Ariel, as seen in the original <laughs> animated trailer. Next line, Ariel Black. Now I'm sorry, oh. but. I have to admit, I do like Ariel Black in that. It it just looks yeah. ten times better than the actual movie sh shot screen. Yes. It's a pretty good image, yeah, for sure. Next one, Ariel Bold. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. you know what? She's stunning and brave. <laughs> right, health at all sizes, guys. Is it? Sure. Is it a thing? <laughs> Is it is it a thing where a ch where a chonky person myself can fat shame another person? Oh, please do. <laughs> Ali, fat shaming oh. is only when you actually do it on purpose. But when you poke at someone for being fat because they're fat, then it's not. No, th this is just silly. This is just a silly image. What that the fuck? shit looks gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, oh my goodness! Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna fucking puke. <laughs> Let me get you take, a back. Take a deep breath. You'll be okay. Because there's still one more Are image you sure, Alpha? in this theme. Okay, there's still one more. Aerial Italic. Oh! Oh no! <laughs> so at this point, that's where I have to point out that it's gonna have to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> Jolta, have you seen those memes where they show like all these white characters portraying these different ethnicities and then they show Ariel and then it's like the, the other person? <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that was on Twitter. They showed a Native American and then they showed, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Sparrow, freaking playing like a Native American. <laughs> And then uh, the the woman who played like the the wicked witch of like Narnia, she was playing a Tibetan person in like the Marvel universes. They're like, oh, 
she's portraying it's a bitten, but it's okay because she's white. And then they showed like Ariel, and they're like, nope. We ha we have to race swap her because that that that's bad. It was actually pretty crazy, like the amount of responses that people got. Like they literally thought people were racist because they were offended by this. I am so done with the internet. <laughs> that is such a good conclusion to come to. You're so right. And with that, though, we can safely skip along. And time permitting, we do have one more item to kind of skim through. Because you're right. Like, like you bring a point, Noble. Like, that they're insecure. And it's not just Disney who's insecure that they have to hide comments and that. It's also Amazon. Now you can see where I'm heading to towards this, right? Oh, God. Sorry, Please. I just... No. Arrow Iluvatar, help us. Yes. <laughs> okay, interesting live comment from Jay. To be honest with you all, I have black co-workers I work with. Even they said that it's stupid what they're doing with Ariel. No joke. The, yeah, it is. It's so stupid. It, it's bonkers. Like, why? Ariel is a red-haired person. Like, oh god, I'm losing brain cells thinking about that. Um, should I get the shotgun? I think we've got a rabbit dog here. <laughs> anyway, okay, I think I, if I had that thing over with me, I would have put it. Anyway, you know what? I think. I got an overlay for you, Avira. Oh, yes? Oh, yes, exactly. Please. Uh, well, then again, she lives in the water, so maybe that might not be so effective. Actually, no, it'll work because the live-action thing um, doesn't look like... People criticize it because it doesn't look like it looked underwater. Yeah, because they used dumbass filters, and they didn't really actually put any passion into the work they did. And this, yeah. this isn't even a joke, honestly. Like, they really did not... They put zero passion into the actual work that they were trying to create. They didn't want to build a story. They wanted to make money. That's the sad reality. Yeah. So... That's what Disney does. Because they're evil. This thing that we're about to, ha you know, quickly segue into. Yes. Lord of the Rings. What's the latest cluster, What's the latest cluster on Lord of the Rings? Oh damn! It's still running. Yeah, four episodes strong so far. Yes. You want to know what our uh, our whammon power Galadriel has done? Didn't she um bitch slap a um a big mini a big mini monster? Well, let let's talk for a second about Galadriel. So, for those of you who are Tolkien fans, you know that Galadriel is one of the holiest elves ever to exist in Middle-earth. She has seen the light of the two trees of Valinor. Literally the light given to them by the gods of their world. She has seen that and she has been graced upon it. And she is so much... She's basically an angel among mortals. It's actually that crazy. But the thing is, she's not supposed to be a... I'm a strong, powerful whammon. I'm going to go hit the guys and, you know, do my thing and smirk at you as I chuck you into a, a dungeon. No, she doesn't fight like that. Like, she, like literally, as she walks, like, people are just... Like, her grace 
is just all-encompassing. She, she's so far beyond these mortals. And the fact that the people who are writing the Rings of Power see her as nothing more than I'm a strong whammon with no personality, it's absolutely degrading to her character, to her entire existence. And uh, yeah, that's not cool. I, I, I think I speak for a lot of Tolkien fans when I say that Galadriel was not portrayed uh, properly in The Rings of Power. At least so far, no, she has not been. Tell me I'm wrong. Or, or not. I don't know. I have yet to um, to see it. I mean, I'm not... I'm steering well. I'm not touching that show with a ten foot pole, the Amazon one, but the original adaptation, spot on. Now, here's the, here's the thing: like I am a like a big Tolkien fan, and I've seen it, and the the, the way that they go about it is just so crazy. I can't even. I'm I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. Now, of course, it's true. To, no. Anyway, now I want to talk about the next, the next happening in the Lord of the Rings in the next episode. Is this and what we're looking at are a bunch of humans rallying and saying elves will not replace us and a lot of people on Twitter and online have been saying that they put a pseudo Trump rally in the Lord oh. in the new Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh they burn. they did. And and the, the reason they did this is because the writers they used this as some kind of a way to exemplify what they, what they believe Republicans think about minorities. Now, here's the okay. real lore. If you're like an actual Tolkien fan, listen closely. The Numenorians were afraid of death, and they were jealous of the elves who were immortal, and they can go to Valinor, which is basically heaven. And they couldn't do that. And so, the men of Numenor, they tried to, you know, use black sorcery, you know, they followed Sauron and eventually they conquered the world and they were very jealous of the elves, but they, they were never, ever jealous of the elves or, or, I'm sorry, worried about the elves coming to their own nation and taking over their jobs or, like, their trades or whatever the hell. The elves had no communication with Numenor for, like, over a thousand fucking years. I, I don't know if the writers of this series knew that. Apparently they didn't. Because when they said, elves will not replace us. These elves are coming here and taking our jobs. Yo, that was not the thing. The elves avoided Numenor like it was the Black Death. They, they would not go there because the humans on Numenor were just so fucking crazy. They started worshipping Melkor under the age of Sauron. Whatever. They wanted to become immortal. They that's the reason they didn't like the elves. It wasn't because they were worried about them immigrating and taking their jobs. What the crap is this about? Avera, that screenshot said a lot to me about how the writers are clearly going off the deep end. They've gone way off the deep end. Right, you're so correct. What the fuck, man? Yeah, <laughs> that's a concern to me. If, if they're putting that in... Something like Look at that. It's like, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 okay. no. So in, in, in the you know, legendarium, the Numenorians are supposed to be the high humans. They're like the superior 
human population. They're like seven feet tall. They live to be 300 years old. They have all this technology. They're like superhumans, right? They all live in Numenor. And they're the ones who are jealous of the elves, but they're, they're not the ones who are trying to like destroy other populations when it comes to like the elven race. This is a crow. I don't know where the heck they got this from. This is not Tolkien. This is not... This is fan fiction. That's really what it is. Yeah. And towards, that's pretty much what it is. From like, from all, by all accounts, that's what I'm hearing. So, yeah. No wonder Amazon had to see fit to hide, to hide reviews of the Rings of Power. Oh, which you know, oh, oh, they de- they did not just hide any; they deleted thousands of them. Like, if you refresh the page, they just deleted a bunch. And I also just want to highlight a comment from here that says, "From Vitu, Nova is a schizo." Well, that was that yeah. episode that you happened like when you had that you know little mermaid thing. Oh, <laughs> when, when you all went when you had you know I was worried you had rabies for a second. Well, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I have all my shots. I'm good. <laughs> what about COVID shots? <laughs> I have my rabies shots and my blah, 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 shots. I'm fine. Same, same. Doggo has her rabies shots too. <laughs> but yeah, right. like, well, what do you think is the future of of this show, Jolt? Like, um, do you think it's gonna right. go? I think I found a quote one point that uh, Jeff Bezos' son said about Lord of the Rings: "Don't fuck this up, Dad." Oh, what? Wait, wait, hold on. The the son of Jess, Jeff Bezos, the guy who's funding this, he literally said that? Yes. That's what the heck? <laughs> Don't F this up. <laughs> yes, and I said a quote about him. It's... That is so and, funny. Yeah, look at what they did now. And now they're basically, what, all those millions of dollars down the piss. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money they lost because their show is absolute crap. Oh, well. Well, I guess this basically is going to be the end of an era for that sort of movie making because now, you know, people want the real thing. Man, why couldn't they just leave it alone? Yeah. Same thing with with Lion King, Pinocchio, Lord of the Rings. Just, Just leave it be. We don't need some reboot or whatever. Yeah, but the furries need their fix of Honest John. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, he, he was animated pretty well. I'm sure if you type in Honest John, you know, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Use thanks, your imagination. Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> no, 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 never mind, you're good. All right, so we've come to the end of this week. Well, wow. It's 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 been quite an experience, I will say. So, you know, without further ado, who'd like to wrap this up with a closing statement? All right, I guess we can uh, start with Ellie. Um, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't like sighing because I, I I was mad at you guys for that. No, um, I I don't mind saying anything about it at all. Um, so. Uh, so like the the fursuit photos and stuff um that you that you took those are and that 
and the whoever else took those are really nice um the other besides um okay i only have two things to say one about the little mermaid and one about the lion king thing like yeah i i don't have any hope for like the in the like the mufasa thing because since they fuck since they fucked up with the live action lion king i feel like that they're gonna fuck up with this one and also um yeah, like I said, I'm like no one's no one's being racist if they're disagreeing with Black Ariel. It's just a lot of us prefer to like go along like how it was in, in the movie because Ariel it was white in the original movie, not black, basically. Um, yeah. Like, like yeah. Be, besides that, I really don't have anything else to say. I'm just. Yeah, like I like like I said, I am so done with the internet. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. Next up, Noble. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I could understand an eight, a, a, a new company coming out and trying to produce movies from stories long ago, but. For crying out loud, how long has Disney been around for? Many, many decades. It should Maybe 140 be. years? Uh, seriously, though, prior to Disney's whole live-action thing, if some twat from high up in the company went around to the modern studios and said, look, um, we're Disney, we would like to do some live action in quotation movies would you like to help us how many people do you think will turn around and say no hmm. back when disney was basically at its uh we're not falling off the edge yet but we're basically moving ourselves to it i mean how many people do you think would have turned around in the entertainment industry and said oh shit disney wants to hire me sign me up i mean the people they've gotten onto their uh into their positions to do animation, to uh, do audio. It's just terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, this is Disney for crying out loud. This isn't like some backyard um, animation studio that literally doesn't even have a roof over its head. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. Avira. Well, um, I have to say, um, after just seeing everything that's been going on in the last you know, recent few moments, I used to really love Disney. I, I still would like to have some hope in it, because there's a lot of furries, including myself out there, who've been inspired by Disney, you know, who've seen the the classic movies and have loved all of that you know all that animation I grew up with all this stuff the fact that they're trying to remake it into something completely distorted and perverted i don't think that's okay it's kind of messed up like i grew up on lion king i thought that was super dope the crap i'm seeing now is is crazy same thing with little mermaid pinocchio everything so disney really has been a disappointment lately, and I really hope that they just get their shit together. Uh, but for now, 
I mean, this was still a pretty awesome episode, even though, you know, we had some uh, negative moments talking about Disney, because that's all they are. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is super fun. And, yeah. Um, I hope to see you guys next week and have a fantastic day. Indeed. And once yeah. again, well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that and enjoyed this as much as we did in the making of this. And in that note, I wish to say, you know, yes, the this crop of the stuff from the New Age is um really ugh, say what you will of it, you know, with like Disney, Lord of the Rings, and that. But hey, at least we still got B stars. Yeah. So. Yeah, and today, and I just want to say, may the King of Purple bless your day. <laughs> anyway um, as always our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Stitcher, Player.fm iHeartRadio, BitChute and more further down the line this is us signing off for the week farewell and until next time good night everybody arf, arf, oh, bye everyone